I'm Sheila Cast. We're on the record. Good morning. Streets throb with cars and buses. Pedestrians stroll by vendors' tables. Laundry dangles from apartment building balconies. And interrupting Cairo's horizon, the Pyramids of Giza. We're listening to In the Valley, the title track of Todd Marcus's latest album. Todd Marcus is a bass clarinetist and jazz composer. He's also the executive director of Intersection of Change, a nonprofit dedicated to improving the economic, social, and spiritual health of people living in Baltimore's Sandtown-Winchester neighborhood. This summer, Marcus released In the Valley, a musical exploration of Egyptian history and culture and his own Egyptian heritage. Marcus's father was Egyptian and came to the United States in the 60s. When we spoke in August, I asked Todd Marcus if he grew up listening to Egyptian music. I did not. And so that was something that didn't really enter the picture till many years later. There really wasn't an Egyptian or Middle Eastern community nearby where we grew up in New Jersey. And so really... Um, it was later when I was probably over the last 10, 15 years that as an adult, really trying to connect more with my culture that I had asked my dad, hey, you have some Middle Eastern music, some Egyptian music I can listen to. And he gave me a, a record that he had brought when he immigrated. And I fell in love with it. And it was by a great vocalist named Abdel Halim Hafez, one of the titans of Egyptian music. And that that opened up my my world, this quest that's been going on the past 10 plus years. And for those of us who haven't been anywhere near this journey, can you can you tell me why you fell in love with it? Well, I would say that for me as a musician, I grew up, my, my dad and my mom both loved classical music. I played uh, as a kid in, in the bands and playing band music and classical music. And then I fell in love with jazz and and all those things, the things that I really gravitated toward were pieces that were epic and sprawling and, and kind of told a story like a great m- musical novel. And when I heard this record that my dad gave me by Abdel Halim Hafez, these pieces had those same qualities. They were in multiple movements. They had introductions, different uh, um, motifs and phases. and you know, they go on for 15 minutes long. And it just immediately, I think that that storytelling aspect resonated with me. And it's the thing that I, I, I try to go for in my work so that, you know, even when you run into somebody that says, well, I don't, I don't like jazz or I don't understand jazz. If you have good music that takes your listener on a journey and shapes it and, and there's that exposition in that journey, you'll pull anybody in with good music, whether they like that style or not. Speaking of journeys, when you were in middle school, your whole family went together to Egypt for the first time. What was that experience like? Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. Uh, my brother a couple of years younger than me. So what happened is that we, we got to uh, Cairo. We were staying at my uncle's apartment, he and my aunt, and they had two kids, my two cousins that were about the same age as my brother and I. And Egyptian culture is a very warm Uh, culture where everybody gets together and they talk and they eat 
And so all the adults gathered in my uncle's little apartment. Now, my dad hadn't been back for 27 years. So everybody was coming out. He was the eldest son returning to Egypt. And uh, my cousins and I were young enough. We didn't have to sit and socialize. We went and ran the streets. So as a seventh grader, I was exploring the streets of Cairo. We were back. We were by uh, the little corner shops. We were at the bread, uh, the the bread maker where they were baking it in a little um, clay oven and then sitting it cool on the stones. It was an amazing experience. It was incredible. I gather you made several visits, but then there was a long gap between 1998 and 2015. You returned to Egypt. What was it like to be back in the country then? It was great. It, it was a, a very special reconnection. Every time, whether it was when I've been a, traveling there as a kid or these recent trips back, the first thing that I experience when I land on the plane and get out of the, the airport in Cairo is there's a smell. The air has a certain smell to it. It's that dry desert air and even though it had been many years in 2015 since I had been been back, that immediately just brought those wonderful memories and like that association, and um, and then being in the city, seeing my family performing. Uh, we were staying at a hotel right on the Nile by Tahrir Square, which is where the, the Egyptian uh, Revolution had been centered. So on a lot of levels. It was really meaningful. And then I was building new relationships. I met a lot of Egyptian musicians, um, many people that I keep in touch with to this day. Um, so it's just, it, it's been wonderful to reconnect and build on that 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 foundation from all those years ago and those many trips, but now building new relationships and new memories. Let's listen to more of your music. This is Cairo Street Ride. When you think about being in Egypt, what sounds come to mind? I'd say that the first sound that comes to mind is one of the most iconic, and that's the the call to prayer five times a day from the mosques. The minarets of the mosques have these speakers that broadcast out, so anywhere that you are in the city, you can hear from the different mosques the, the call to prayer. And to me, that's one of the most iconic aspects of of being in Egypt and then you've got uh, you got everything I talked about just the, the smell of that desert air the traffic oh my goodness you know uh, we, we we had that composition on the album Cairo Street Ride and it uh, it really tries to capture the intensity of the traffic I often joke when I do performances and I say uh, here in the U.S. people go to Six Flags to get their uh, their adventure and get their thrills in Egypt, you just get in a cab and drive in traffic because it's a uh, <laughs> it's intense. You know, you don't you don't typically have lanes and people are honking their horns all the time to communicate with each other. It's not it's not like here in the U.S. You honk your horn to someone, and, you know, you tell them you ticked off about something. It can be everything from hey, I'm right behind you to I'm getting ready to change this lane to how was your breakfast this morning. Um, so that's something that's just intense. You know, another other things about Egypt and Cairo. Every apartment has a balcony. So wherever you are, you can go out to the balcony. You can just watch the city, the intensity of it. Um, 
the different shops, the, the, the city, you know, we talk about New York, the city that doesn't sleep, but that's Cairo. Um, you know, just, it's, it's bustling all, all day long, all night long. And, um, it's amazing. I, I love it. That's band leader and bass clarinetist Todd Marcus here on the record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking about In the Valley, his latest album, and an attempt to blend his passion for American jazz with his Egyptian heritage. In interviews, you've referred to jazz and Middle Eastern music as oil and water. <laughs> Why are they difficult to mix? They're constructed very differently. In jazz, one of the, the iconic things is the thick harmony. We use chords that have all these different notes and clusters, and it gets these beautiful colors and, and sounds. Um, by contrast, Middle Eastern music has a, a lot of unison playing. You rarely have chords. If you have harmony, it'll be the introduction of, of some low bass notes. Um, but when you try to, what I found when I was trying to merge the two is when you try to throw these jazz chords onto Middle Eastern music, it almost takes away some of the essence of those Middle Eastern scales and themes. And, um, and so it took a lot of work to try to figure out how to blend these two while keeping the individual qualities of each without them detracting from others. That's where that sense of kind of oil and water was because it was really difficult. It's like they didn't want to, when I was sitting at the piano, when I was working at my horn, they didn't want to go together. But I kept at it and I, I, I found a way to make it work. Was there a breakthrough moment? There was actually. Um, and that came... Mm. Over 10 years ago, via a composition of mine, and I thought, okay, I figured it out. And so I called the composition Wasuli, which is Arabic for my arrival. Huh. You were a featured artist at the 2015 Cairo Jazz Festival and the 2017 Jazz Tales Festival in Egypt. What was it like to perform there? It was very special. Uh, to play a lot of the music that I had done on my album, Blues for Tahrir. Now, that's a record I did in 2015 where I wrote music as I was watching the Egyptian Revolution beginning in 2011. And I had written a whole suite of music based on the different phases of, of the revolution and, and the different moods. And, and so when I performed in 2015 and then a couple of years later, performing that music at the source, that was very special, very meaningful. Um, it meant a lot to me to to be there back in Egypt performing. And then I think the audience too, it's a very different dynamic than performing say in a jazz club here in the US. You know, uh, we have a lot of jazz listeners here. They're familiar with the music, how things work. Uh, typically you'll play a melody, you'll take a solo, people applaud at the end of the solo. In Egypt, you don't have that same awareness and prevalence of jazz, and so audience reactions were different. So typically what would happen was that if you were playing a composition and it surged to a point in the melody or even within the solo, people wouldn't wait till the end to clap. You would get these applauses midway as the, 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 the music surged, as the emotion kind of 
uh, reach a climax. And that was that was really special because it made me think that, you know, this is really a universal music that whether you've been listening to jazz or know who Coltrane or Miles Davis are, that good music comes through and it, it creates a reaction and emotion. And that was extremely special to me. Another one of your songs is called Horus. about this piece. Horus is one of my favorite compositions from this new album. Uh, it's the one that has the most overt um, Middle Eastern sounds that you're going to hear coming through. Um, it's a, really another example of how I've really worked to incorporate Middle Eastern music with jazz. And it really, the, the name comes from the ancient deity Horus, who had the 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 head of a falcon the body of a man you see him everywhere <laughs> in the in the hieroglyphics in the pyramids in the ancient sites uh, even in modern day on the tail of Egypt air you have the eye of Horus and so when I was thinking about different titles for the compositions uh, I wanted something that was really kind of regally Egypt in ancient Egypt and I said my man Horus is going to be the name of this composition. You mentioned Tahrir Square, where the uh, protests in 2011 took place, and your 2015 album, Blues for Tahrir, tries to capture the moods of the Arab Spring movement. How is In the Valley different? Well, the difference is, is that my record, Blues for Tahrir, was written as I was watching the Arab Spring movement in Egypt unfold uh, from here in the U.S. and and kind of processing that and responding to that and trying to, to, to chronicle that through music. By nature of having uh, a bunch of recent trips over these last several years, um, I've been having these just new experiences being back in Egypt, and that led to a whole new body of ideas and inspirations. And so... Um, well, the composition Cairo Street Ride is really a result of being back there in, in Egypt's traffic and trying to capture that. Uh, we have a composition called The Hive, which looks at just the intensity of, of Cairo as a city of 20 plus million people and, and kind of for outsiders seeing it and saying, oh, it's just chaos. I thought, well, no, it's not chaos it's kind of like there's a it, it's it's frenetic it's it's intense but there's an order to it like a hive like a you know you you get on the inside and there's that structure and, and organization um and then just even visiting some of the ancient sites uh, as a kid we had done that as a family but i probably didn't appreciate it to the fullest and and going back i took my wife a couple of years ago and we we did the, the tour down the nile and stopped at all the different the, the valley of the kings luxor you know you name it and so that uh, really just had me thinking about the grandeur, the, the, the massiveness of ancient Egypt and all these historical sites. And so trying to capture that in music as well. So these are the new experiences that I've been creating new music that's based on. Well, it's wonderful to catch up with you. Thanks so much. 
Thank you. It's great to be back talking with you. And thank you for all the, the time to talk today and the, just the, the wonderful coverage you do for our city and beyond. How nice of you. Thanks. Todd Marcus's latest album is titled In the Valley. Tomorrow, the Todd Marcus Quartet will perform at Guntry Club in Owings Mills. We have ticket information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break, On the Record. When we're back, a post-Thanksgiving stoop story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us.